back to your favorite Zillennial podcast. I'm Shosh. And I'm Lynn. Today, we are going to be chatting very candidly about how to create your personal brand. Um, and when we say this, we don't just mean like on Instagram, but in real life, IRL. Um, Shosh and I both live very different lives online yeah. and just in person. You know, we want to share what's helped us identify our personal brands and how um, this is going to translate into presenting yourself confidently, not just online, but in your personal and professional life. But as always, we're going to do a quick weekly recap. So take it away. Um, so right before we got on this, (laughs) this, um, to record this episode, I was telling Lynn, I'm in such a weird mood right now. And I was like, I literally just want to go like die in a hole right now. And I don't mean that in like a bad way. I just mean like (laughs) some days you're having the day where you just want to like block out everything around you and just be in your own little like bubble, your own little hole. Mm -hmm. And I'm feeling that right now for just a variety of reasons, but there's there's a lot happening right now. Um, I'm not going to get into all of them, but a major stressor in my life that is causing a lot of my anxiety and a lot of me wanting to go be in my own little bubble. I'm feeling very paralyzed by this move. Um, I texted you earlier this week and I was like, mm-hmm. I think I found a really good situation. Yeah. The girl responded three hours later. I didn't respond. And I, I've been like obsessing over it for two days. I went Wait, to why didn't you respond? I don't know. Like, I'm like, okay. literally, I don't know. <laughs> like, I am like self-sabotaging myself right now. And it's so stupid because I just like, I don't know. And I need to just make a decision and just like, be let done. it be what it is. I need to stop mm-hmm. obsessing over all these different options and what ifs and whatever. Because at this point, like, I'm just dragging shit out for so long. It's just causing me so much anxiety. But, um, and then I went to go check today and it was, like, sold. I mean, that's how the New York, like, market is. Like, shit goes Mm -hmm. in hours. Like, you, which is stressful for me to just think about, like, I need to be on this Facebook page, like, constantly checking. 24-7, yeah. Right before I got on this, I was on the Facebook page, like, going through it, like, Mm -hmm. all my options and stuff. And there's so many good options out there, but it's, like... Do I want to live in Brooklyn where two of my best friends are living? Is my friend who I want to live with going to want to live with me when her lease ends in August? Is her roommate going to move out? Can I move into her roommate's room? I want to live in Manhattan. Should I just say fuck it and go like live with random girls in Manhattan? There's also like two other girls that may Mm -hmm. move to New York in the summer and like I could potentially live with them instead of having to do random roommates. Do there's like a bunch of really good housing options in Brooklyn with like random girls that I could do that, but like, I don't want to live that far away from Mm -hmm. my work. So I could do that option in, in Manhattan, but pay a lot more money. And I'm just like, you're literally experiencing like decision fatigue. Is that what it's called? But it's, yeah, it is, but it's more like decision. Like what's the word? Like I'm paralyzed in my decision making. Yeah. Less of like, I'm exhausted more of like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like making it significantly worse (laughs) for myself each day. I don't make a choice because like, Mm -hmm. I, my goal is to have, like, I want to move like mid June, which Mm -hmm. is less than two weeks. So yeah. I like can't imagine being here for another month but at the same time I'm like are you gonna get your shit together in two weeks 
odds are no. So like, Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know, but I mean, I mean, it's going to be okay. At least there's no shortage of options. But the thing is, is like the closer I get to like when I need to move, the my options start to dwindle. Right. Yeah, right. So, true. That makes sense. And it's like, girl, because like if you think about it, people's leases end on the 31st. So leases open mm-hmm. on the 1st. Right. 1st is in, I mean, it's Thursday, right? It's the 27th right now. So like we have only a few days. So mm-hmm. I'm just in, I'm, I'm, it's so weird. I'm definitely we've talked about this before, but I, I have a huge problem with avoidance mm-hmm. and I, um, am really bad at making decisions. Like I'm just <laughs> so indecisive. So the two things together is like making this just exhausting. Also last weekend I made it my goal. I was like, okay, you just need to take one step in the right direction. So yeah, I looked up like, how do you move? Like, how do you move across the country? Like, Mm -hmm. what is the process of like packing up all your shit and like and and shipping it? Do I ship it? Do I put it on a train? Do I put it like how do I get it to the place I want to be? How does that work? And there's like 500 videos on like moving to New York, but none of them tell you like the logistics behind it. Like, no one is like, here's the moving company I used. Here's what Mm -hmm. I did. And I texted one of my friends and she was like, oh, well, I moved with my, my parents flew out with me. So I just put everything in suitcases and we all took like three suitcases. So I was able to like do it that way. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm making my mom come with me to fly to New York right now. So I'm doing it on my own. Also, yeah. having a bunch of suitcases flying by myself gives me so much anxiety. So I'd rather pay the money to just ship everything. Mm-hmm. But like no one tells you like, wh- how do I ship this? Like, what are like, is that just FedEx? Yeah. Like, I don't know. So... <laughs> I literally have no idea what I'm doing. And I like calculated how much everything was going to cost, like p- buying a ticket last minute because I'm have my Google flights tracking on. Mm-hmm. And, like these tickets are like $400 right now, mm. um, which is, it's okay. This is, this is what I wanted. I knew what I was getting into. Um, and then like, like packaging all my stuff and then like flying with bags and then like Ubering mm-hmm. and all of that, like, just racking up the bills right now so yeah. i'm trying to budget and stuff but anyways that's all i have to complain about right now it's a huge reason why i'm in like such a fucking weird mood also there's mm-hmm. a realtor at my house right now and mm-hmm. i don't want to get into that but that just- yeah that's a time the story for another day lovely it's all gonna be okay it really is Thanks for um listening i can me. ask my parents because <laughs> they ship i know they shipped all their stuff to seattle when they got their apartment here so could you actually yeah I will ask them what they did I'm pretty sure it was just like um like FedEx or like UPS or something but I will ask them we will confirm and it's gonna be okay okay thanks guys appreciate you all listening to me have a meltdown (laughs) I'm tired anyway she's tired um for me I can't say that I am experiencing the same energy (laughs) (laughs) so but I will keep it super brief. Um, it's been a pretty normal week. Um, Sam came to visit for three days at the beginning of this week, and it was honestly just so nice. I hadn't seen her in a while. So shout out to Sam if you're listening to this. Um, but she came, it was super fun, and it was nice because we finally just like got to do things that like we hadn't been able to do in quarantine. So like we got to go out to dinner, and I forgot how nice it was to like go to dinner with your best friend and like have a lot of wine you know so that was great stop. very refreshing um I started re-watching Pretty Little Liars because 
I have nothing better to do and <laughs> it's great. I'm living for it. I thought I was going to be bored, but I really like it. I, even though I like know everything's going to happen, like that's going to happen. I'm still like, this is great. It's kind of like Gossip Girl where like once yeah. you've watched all the way through and you know who it is, it still doesn't really ruin it because mm-hmm. like, quite frankly, they probably changed who the person was supposed to be 500 times during oh, the for time they're writing Oh, for sure. For sure. And especially with Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. I think I like didn't even make it to the end because I was like, <laughs> this, is, this is like too whack and I just can't. So yeah. I don't know. I probably won't make it to the end again, but that's that's what I'm doing for the time being. Um, and I did want to mention the new book I'm reading. It's my book of the month. And it's something that's like very different for me. It's like not a genre I would usually read at all, um, but it's called How Lucky. And the way it's written is like so, it's just like straight to the point. And the whole premise of the story is there's this guy who has... SMA, which I think stands for like spinal muscular atrophy. Wow. And he witnesses a girl go missing. But because he has SMA, no one like he's he like blends in. Like no one like really like notices him anywhere. And he sees this girl go missing. And then he basically, the part where I'm at is he posts on a Reddit page and he's like, has anyone like, you know, I'm just posting this information. I think I saw this girl go missing. When you say go missing, do you mean like someone took her? Like he saw her get into a car and then she gets reported missing. So it's like still very like up in the air. And then um, it, from what I've gathered, I'm at the part where the guy he or the guy who took her responds to his Reddit post. And he's like, and now he's like threatening him. I don't know. It's like crazy, but it's it's not like scary because of the way it's written. It's just really weird. Terrifying. Um, but I'm really enjoying the book. So Good. that's all that I'll matters. let you know what happens. But um, I did want to share that. That's all. That is like <laughs> the opposite of a book I would want to read. But like, love that for you. Love that you're just like switching it up and having fun with it. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Please tell us how it ends. Like now, I, I, know. I will keep you posted and let you know what happens. How long is the book? How many pages is it? Um, I don't know, but it's not very long, and it reads like super quickly. So I'm okay. sure I'll have an update for you soon, like tomorrow. Tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So. To kick things off today, we mentioned we want to talk about creating your personal brand. So this is going to be just like a very loose, easygoing conversation. Um, But just to start out, we want to talk a little bit about how you can kind of go about creating your personal brand. Um, I think for me, it's all about like vocalization. I'm like very much, you guys know, I've talked about lists in the past two episodes. I'm all about like saying things out loud writing it down and Mm -hmm. like having it you know out in the world like I need to put it out somewhere and I feel like you're probably the same way oh 100 if you internalize every thought or feeling or just like whatever it it, like yeah it's not gonna go anywhere yeah Yeah, yes exactly (laughs) totally yeah um but what I found that's like worked best for me especially like this past year when I decided to take my Instagram more seriously, I had to like sit down and figure out what I wanted, like the pillars of my content to be. And initially I kind of started out, you know, like I always knew that I wanted to do like fashion, beauty, and like lifestyle. And I realized that that's very broad, but that's kind of what brought me to like, you need to like back up a little bit and think of it more generally. And for Mm -hmm. me, the way that like I've created, I guess my brand is that 
I like sat down and I thought about like, how, how do I want people to perceive me? Like, what are things that I want think I want people to say about me, think about me, whether it be like in the content create content I'm creating or like even in my work life or like do I want my friends to think I'm like reliable like that kind of stuff like it, it needs to be like a bigger picture and I realized when I thought about it that way it like made it so much easier for my content to feel authentic and I wanted it to like you know I really firmly believe that yeah. like when you think of it more generally it'll like trickle down into like everything else you want um it's like what comes naturally to you. Right, Lean exactly. on those things about you. Yeah. Yeah. So I made a list. I also made myself a mood board because I feel like it's always awkward to like, I don't know, it's uncomfortable to like think about yourself and like yeah. promote <laughs> yourself and like talk yourself up. Like it's so uncomfortable. No one likes to do it. And when I was first trying to like figure out what I was doing, I ended up making myself like a mood board. And I kid you not, it was literally just things that like I liked and things that like made me happy. I remember you doing this. Yeah. And then I took like from that, I was like, okay, so these are the things that are like making me happy. These are the things that I like. And then I thought about, okay, well, like, why do I like those things? Mm-hmm. And then like, that's kind of how I got my general things. But I think like the big point I want to make is I took Nitsan Raiders, like mind your business, like influencing course when I decided to take my Instagram seriously. And she said, like, I don't know what the quote was exactly, but she said, when you're thinking about like your personal brand, you have to like take pride in the fact that there is no other person in the world that is like you. And I know that's like super cliche and super cheesy, but it's so true. Like there is never going to be one person in the world that is like you. You can dress the same way. You can like the same things, but you are you and you should like own those qualities. I love that. And I honest to God think that is truly like how like that rings so true to like the whole vibe of our podcast as well. Mm -hmm. Like you and I are like the same, but completely different people. And we are so similar to maybe like a lot of people who are listening or a lot of people out there into the blank, you know, to the whatever I you would we would seem the same. But in reality, yeah, there is no other it's kind of I thought about that a lot when I was interviewing at Mm -hmm. like jobs and stuff it was like okay there's no one that I'm there's I'm the only Shoshone so like Mm -hmm. what is it about me that is different like what am I and it doesn't have to be like oh like I'm different than other girls like not like that kind of different but it's like okay what makes me me it's kind of like what you were saying like what are your three pillars of who you are Mm -hmm. yeah totally and I feel like I even remember you talking about like um last week how we were talking about like find someone that kind of like inspires you and has that energy Mm -hmm. that like you want to emulate like you can do that here and you can like use that to like create what you want for yourself yeah you get to be who you want to be you get to choose it yeah it's all you so now that we've kind of like talked about you know how you kind of get to what your three pillars are we want to share like what ours are so you guys can like see this I guess in action for me when I like came down to it I knew that like in my entire life as a whole I wanted people to know that I am confident in myself I'm passionate about what I do and I'm caring and I think that translates into um 
the rest of my life. So for instance, like I know when people see my posts on Instagram, I want them to see that like I am passionate about what I'm posting because I think that is like what's genuine. And if you think about like influencing, I think sometimes it's really hard to see like the differentiating thing between like just, I don't know, posting something that like every single person has, but also like posting something that's like super meaningful to you. And I'm not saying that like not everyone should have the same things. I just mean like when you have like a personal connection to what it is that you're sharing, that will translate. And then in like other terms, when I think about wanting people to know that like I am passionate about what I do, I think that translates like into my career. Like yeah. Shosh was talking about, like when you have a job interview, you want like your future employer to know that like you're passionate about the work that you do. So I think having like those general things, yeah, is really what's going to help you identify like how to direct yourself. Yeah, sometimes it can just feel like you're like floating through the world and you're like, who, what even am I? Like, what, what, who who am I? What is me? You know? And I feel like having that internal conversation with yourself, like having that self reflection to be like, who do I want people to see me as? And you get to decide that. Like, it's not like, yeah, lean into like what comes naturally to you and those Mm -hmm. three things. Actually, I would say the passion and the caring come very naturally to you but the confident part you've got you've had to work on that you've had to decide like I want to be this and Mm -hmm. I'm going to do the work to be this person and I'm going to so I can communicate that when I'm being perceived to other people whether it's you know in your job or Instagram or whatever but yeah interesting I love it yeah and I feel like ever since like as I said before like ever since I've been able to like visualize and like identify those are the things that I want Um, I feel like I've been like more in tune with like my brand and my style this year than I ever have been before. And I feel like, especially with Instagram and just also social media, there's always just that like constant comparison. And I'm not saying that I like don't compare myself to other people all the time because I definitely do. And I just think that's inevitable. You just have to like, you know, know when to tune it out. Um, but I think that like, knowing that like I can rely on those as like the backbone of like my personal brand, it like kind of helps tune that out and still like, I guess, you know, not sit there and be like, gosh, like that's like, ugh, I wish I had that or I wish I looked like that. And instead think about, well, okay, I have this and like Mm -hmm. maybe I can like, you know, come off with that energy in my own way. I also think the way you've worded everything you just talked about is very, um, you are manifesting, whether you're consciously Mm -hmm. or subconsciously doing it, you are manifesting those traits into your real life. And that is what you, like you feeling more in tune with yourself and your brand Mm -hmm. and your style by like honing in on like those like three pillars, like being confident and passionate and caring, you're kind of manifesting like the, the like outcome of that, which is, you know, getting more into with who you are and like what you want to bring into your life Mm -hmm. instead of being like, Oh, I want to be this, or I want to be that, or I want to like comparing yourself to other people. Like that literally does nothing for you. Right. That's just going to make you sad. Yeah. We don't want to be sad girls. (laughs) Quote that was like, comparison is the thief of joy. I think that's how it goes. And holy shit, that that I, is so deep. <laughs> no, I know. And I, I know this is like not entirely what personal brands are about, but I think about that so often. 
And I, there was this one interview and I literally cannot remember the interview or the context at all, but like the actual like quote that came out of it was like really resonated with me. And it was like Mm -hmm. this like entrepreneurial woman that was like, if she was like, I wish I had learned at a younger age to not compare myself to other people. Cause she was like, yeah, I'm super successful now, but I just think about like all the shit I could have done and where I could be right now. Mm -hmm. Had I not compared myself to everybody else and like stunted my growth and my journey, like that, that comparison killed so much in my life and I could be so much further along in life, which you can't do. Let's hindsight's 2020, you know, you can't like do that, like backtrack thing. But I just think about that a lot. And I'm like, yeah, like you, you have to like, you, you be you and don't think about like everybody Mm -hmm. else. That's sorry. Total tangent. No, no. I feel like it's so interesting because I feel like it's weird when we're growing up. I think about it now. And I feel like when I was younger, I feel like people would tell me like comparison is like healthy. And I don't think that it like is, I don't know how to say this. I feel like, go ahead, go ahead. I don't know. Awareness in your relation to other people is healthy. Yes. But like, it doesn't have to be like, well, Lynn's an influencer and I'm not. So I'm lesser. Like Mm -hmm. that's that. What does that do for you? You know? Yeah, totally. I know. Well, the quote you just shared reminded me of a quote that is actually on my mood board. And it's um, the quote is the time you spend scrolling on social media, wishing you had what others have is time you could be using to build your dream life. And for me, who is literally addicted to my phone (laughs) and literally addicted to Instagram, that is something that like I need to see often when I'm trying not to compare myself to people. Yeah. I, yeah, it's funny because I don't have that problem, but I, do a lot of other things to waste my time and not be productive in my life, like avoiding all the shit I need to do and like how much more productive and like how much I could reduce my anxiety if I just did the things I'm avoiding. But Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I love that. That's good. Yeah. It's a reminder we all need. Yeah. Um, Another thing I wanted to touch on too is I feel like this is super relevant to Shoshanai because we both just went through like an entire virtual interview process we -hmm. both have been completely like onboarded to our jobs virtually um we haven't met anyone in person which is freaking crazy um feels so normal though it's so I know it is weird like it's gonna be weird to be in person I know and have to like I don't even I'm not ready for that but when we get there but I feel like real realizing like the things like my personal brand throughout that whole time was super helpful and important to me because I feel like first impressions like now, like virtually have been more important than ever because I feel like for myself, I think I talked about this. I don't remember like at another episode, but I've always kind of like not walked the fine line, but I've never really like known where like the line is of like how you should have friends at work. And I feel like a weird thing, but I feel like knowing these things about myself has like made it easier for me to like put myself out there, especially because everything is virtual. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm just like rambling, but I feel like you have to, I don't know, like be confident in those, like in yourself and your brand so that like when you are trying to make these friendships virtually that could be a lot easier in person it's like nice to have it to lean on I don't know that was kind of a weird tangent but no not at all I 
it's so going off of that it's having to communicate yourself virtually is so weird because for most people you get an energy or a vibe from being in the same room a lot of people pick up on just energy and a lot of that is very like through a lot of like subliminal messaging so it's like it's not even you don't have to be super overt about your Mm -hmm. personality or your whatever your traits are or whatever but like having to like translate that virtually is very weird and very 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 difficult and I think that for all of the like kids out there that are graduating college like you have a one-up on that like you've had to figure that out far before Mm -hmm. a lot of the other people out there do even people like including our age group and stuff like we never really had to figure that out until now in our interview process we've learned it and stuff but it is interesting to like yeah I don't know I thought about that a lot I was like how do I show who I am virtually and like not make this horrible and awkward and inauthentic you and have I mean? people still like me yeah that's fucking hard yeah <laughs> yeah it is really hard um what do you like what do you feel about your your personal brand and like how does that translate into your life because like you're not on like yeah. instagram you're you're you just live your life <laughs> Yeah. So I, when Lynn brought up this topic, I was like, I love it because like you are an influencer and I am the furthest thing from an influencer. Um, I would say maybe like in a personal sense, like (laughs) I love all the same things as Lynn Mm -hmm. and I'm like engaging all the same Mm -hmm. things as Lynn. I'm just like not putting it out there publicly other than this podcast or whatever. Um, and I thought the perspective and like, how do you brand yourself being in two different like situations would be interesting. I just like remember actually two interesting things to say, and I have to say them before I forget them, but I was on TikTok and this guy was talking about how Instagram is dying. Like Instagram's Mm -hmm. dead. Why is it? He was, it was like that joke that was like, why is it embarrassing to like post on Instagram now? Like, like not being like actually why but it was like basically saying it is embarrassing to post on yes. Instagram now yes and I haven't posted on Instagram in over a year more so to do with the fact that like I just went through an absolute hellish year and I was like quite frankly I don't mm-hmm. have anything to share nor do I really care to share like once you graduate college you're kind of like who am I here to impress like who am I <laughs> it's so who true. am I here to flex on yeah. like literally <laughs> nobody like no one gives a shit yeah. I don't even give a shit like mm-hmm. it's totally different so um, the need for like a social, like a, a public presence on social media when you're not doing it for like a job or like a side gig is like just not really necessary. Um, mm-hmm. other than if it's fun, and for me, I just decided it wasn't really fun for me. I was like, there's just way too much pressure on here. But it was interesting because I had started to find the shift into being more just like casual or like whatever. But like even being casual on Instagram is like such a cultivated thing. Like it's a very totally. planned out thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, I'm so I was like, this is still not me being authentic or vulnerable. This mm-hmm. is me like trying to come across as authentic or vulnerable. And I was like, what mm-hmm. does this do for me? Literally nothing. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. like, stupid. So anyways, this guy on TikTok was talking, he, he like stitched the video and he was like, um, here's the thing, like, it's not dead. It's just we're going through a transitional phase into having really highly produced, um, like over the top, like very edited photos is like out. Mm-hmm. Like that's embarrassing. That's yeah. the thing that's like embarrassing to post on Instagram. What we are going in the direction of is like 
more of the vibe of TikTok, very raw, uncut, just like casual mm-hmm. posts on the whim, like say whatever you want, do whatever you want. Yeah. Which a lot of it has to do with this new Gen Z generation popping up and just like having a new vibe yeah. as it comes with every generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, do I was like, maybe my opinion on Instagram might change. Like maybe I would feel differently. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I don't know. I don't know yet. But I was like, I definitely would be more on board with that because like, I don't love taking pictures and like, then I get very like critical of myself when I'm taking pictures and then it becomes like way too much. Mm-hmm. And if it's like a very, if we're like going the direction of just like very chill, raw, uncut shit, then like maybe I would be more up for that yeah. vibe. Um, but anyways, um, going into like kind of how I just as a normal human, like have chosen to prep like present myself and like what my brand is on a what seems like a a very shallow level but is not and I think you will totally get what I'm saying here um I've always dressed up like I've Mm -hmm. always been the person yes to like wear maybe what some might say is too much or like um I'm always presentable if that makes yeah even if I'm not fully dressed up like we're you know you and I are still like with the jewelry and like at Mm -hmm. least with like a cute bag or shades or like it's coordinated like colors at the very Mm -hmm. least like a workout outfit like yes cute cap like you're still put together so um I have always been that way since a very 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 young age it just became more intentional when I got older because I started Mm -hmm. getting people like saying stuff to me like for me it was just like who I was and who yeah I felt good in and what I liked and how I felt less like less anxious um, and I, then people started commenting on it. A lot of like my mm-hmm. friends were like commenting on, not in a bad way, just like pointing it out to me. And that's when I kind of came, became aware of like how I was like subconsciously, but like in not fully realizing mm-hmm. like how I was presenting myself. Um, and then I realized this is actually really important to me. Like yeah. I like feeling put together. I like lo- looking presentable at all times. Like, I don't know that I've ever showed up to anything ever looking disheveled. Like even like that, like in, I, I don't know if this is like the vibe at your high school, but like it, at my high school, it was like, people were showing up with like the Ugg boots and like big sweats and like 100%. And I was like, yes, literally not for me. <laughs> never one showed and that's not to be like I'm better than anyone or anything but like that made me feel so self-conscious and like very anxious Mm -hmm. I don't know how to describe it um sorry my thoughts are just coming to me quickly no let it all out I mean I will say like I feel like I this was like very early on in our friendship and I remember you and I actually had a conversation about this and you I don't know why it was like maybe I think maybe we were like getting ready to like go out or something or like I don't know. I don't remember what the exact situation was, but I remember you telling me like, I like always like to feel put together, like not because it's like for anyone else. It's because it's for me. And then like, like I've always just like seen you as like very put together because (laughs) like, that's how you portray yourself. And like, that's what you want people to like, think about when they think of you. Yeah. And I think, and I think (laughs) because like, I, th- I think the way you do it too, it's like, cause I, I agree. Like, I feel like sometimes it's like, there are people who are like, I feel put together. I put on this, this, and this, because like, I feel like it makes me like superior and like better than you. But like, for you, it's like, that is like the furthest thing yeah. that like I've ever thought. And I think that people who know you would ever think too. 
that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know like being so invested in your physical appearance can come across as very shallow. I think that's a very outdated thought and a oh, very, me too. Very, like, honestly, quite frankly, like very sexist thought, but. Oh, for sure. Um, it's how like I slash you, we mm-hmm. feel oh, good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like it's how no, we exactly. feel good about ourselves. And it's like, okay, if I like look good, I feel good in my outfit mm-hmm. or my makeup. If I have to engage in something that's really anxiety inducing at work, like I'm going to feel more confident and more like a Absolutely. go-getter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I um, also something that I kind of realized mm, probably going somewhere in, in um, high school, because a lot of people didn't wear a lot of makeup in high school mm-hmm. back in the 2010s or whatever the days yeah because I think that's very different now I think a lot of girls wear makeup I think so too (laughs) at the time that was not a thing um and so I was always the one that was like wearing makeup and so people would point it out to me and I just it was what I enjoyed it's what I loved whatever and I told my mom this once and then I was like oh this makes sense to me when I put on my makeup it's literally like as if Mm -hmm. like I'm putting on my face for the day like I'm putting on my like social pants to go and be Alley. like that's yeah it's like a turn on like I don't know how to do it but somehow in my brain putting on my makeup has like triggered something in my brain that I'm mm-hmm. on now so like I don't ever go anywhere without makeup or even a little bit unless it's a workout class or you're going to the, like honestly I wear makeup to the beach too I'm trying to think about places I don't wear <laughs> makeup to but like I wear makeup to the gym when I was a, a gym rat for a little bit there but um yeah so um Yes, that's like on what seems like a shallow, but very much not a shallow level. Look good, feel good. I tell that to everybody and everybody mm-hmm. that would make comments to me about being presentable. I'd be like, it's what I do for myself. Like it's it's mm-hmm. a form of what you would consider self-care or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I always said that look good, feel good. And every time I told someone that it like it was like an aha moment for them. It was yeah. like, wait, you're totally right. And then yeah. I would hope that I somehow maybe a little bit rub off on people around me to just like do things that will make them feel better about themselves to take on what if you have anxiety like will reduce your anxiety or if you're nervous or you're excited like whatever it is Mm -hmm. like it just helps you be able to handle situations yeah Mm -hmm. there's a reason that like you dress up for your first day of school and a reason that you dress up for your first day of work like what what like and that's That's like a great reason because you know you're gonna feel good yeah absolutely no one can tell you otherwise absolutely um I was trying to think about like what my pillars would be um and I that's like a hard question I like didn't think about it prior to this and so now I'm like shit I don't like if it's three <laughs> like I don't know I don't know if I can have this like internal conversation like on a podcast right now <laughs> um but I think okay this is what I'm going to choose right now but I might mm-hmm. have to come back to you next week with a different answer but they can always change true true it's not a stack you're not like mm-hmm. you would hope you grow you know what I mean <laughs> like, let's hope these change <laughs> um so empathetic i'm right there mm-hmm. with you with you um you said caring empathetic yeah it's very s- synonymous um i only recently like started to really lean into that um with healthy boundaries boundaries are a huge my mm-hmm. favorite to talk about um with healthy boundaries but leaning into that empathy i think a lo- 
these three honestly all kind of tie into each other, but I think that is a lot of why it's so much, it's easy for you and I to connect with people. I think it, it stems from a place of like empathy coming so naturally um, and being able to express that empathy. I think that that sometimes people feel very uncomfortable with that level mm-hmm. of care for other people. And I think that getting to express that is, um, yeah, it, it is powerful. Um, I really try to show up as my most authentic self um, as much as possible in every situation. And I think, like, I was so lost in high school and, like, what I wanted to be. And, like, I didn't know who the sh- who the hell I was. Um, and then even in college, you're kind of, like, trying to figure out, like, who is everybody else and who am I in relation to them? And it's a lot of people telling you things about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly don't think until, like, maybe my junior year of college, I like really found myself and like leaned into being authentic. And then I started seeing this word pop up everywhere in the workplace. Like once I graduated, it was like, we want authenticity, like authenticity mm-hmm. with our employees and whatever. Yes. And a lot of the times they don't fucking mean that. So, <laughs> and I learned that shit the hard way, but like mm-hmm. I, um, just like showing up as your authentic I don't even know if this is like a pillar but it's at least how I choose to like portray myself and be in me is is literally just be me like just be mm-hmm. the most authentic self and there's obviously versions of you like you can be many different people in one person and present mm-hmm. that face a little bit more in other situations like I'm probably not going to drop F-bombs to in, like, a workplace, you know? But, mm-hmm, like, with mm-hmm. my friends, like, that's very normal for me. Yeah. I really like what you said about, like, in college and just, like, earlier in life. I feel like you were saying, like, every – you feel like – there are people telling you like who you need to be and like what you are and like you kind of don't have that like it's hard to realize that like that's what's happening yeah so I feel like with what you're saying just about like being your authentic self like I feel like like I just really like that that's all because I feel like it's like you being your authentic self is everything that you've chosen to like be about you not what anyone else has Right. I also think that is very similar to what you were saying about being confident. Like, Mm -hmm. very much are hand in hand. Um, Yeah. In like high school and in college, like you, you will, you keep getting put in categories. That's exhausting. And that's like very difficult to figure out who the hell you Mm -hmm. are when like other people are putting you in categories and like very vocal about their perception of you. Um, so I, when you finally get to get that, you get that space to figure out who you are, like, and love that version of you, um, being authentic feels comfortable, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like, I, for so long, felt like I had to keep, like, putting on, putting on, putting on, and then it was at some point I was like, wait, 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 like, the friendships I have with people are because of me, those mm-hmm. people like me. I like me. I'm just going to be me. So I like showed up to WeWork on day one, like <laughs> in my most authentic self. And like, that was how I was going into it with. I was like, I just am gonna like, it's so funny. Cause I even had the thought, like I could restart over. Like I could start yeah. over right now. Like literally mm-hmm. no one knows me in Seattle. I'm like, no one knows me, nothing about me. Like I could be whoever the hell I want to be. And I thought about it. I really debated think like being someone different or like portraying myself a little mm-hmm. bit differently or like leaning it, like, like trying to like counteract my faults and stuff. And then I 
just couldn't do it. I literally was just like day one, but like also like what came from day one, like quiz for our listeners, me and Lynn became friends. So like mm-hmm. pays off. Yeah, I, it does yeah. pay off. And like now we're like the best of friends and we'll yeah. probably be friends forever. So <laughs> that's what you get when you be your most authentic self. <laughs> yeah. I think showing up as you is like, will never not be a good thing. And so I, I like to just show up as me and I found a lot of success in doing that. Um, that also comes with like a lot of, um, a lot of work. Like, I don't think it's like easy to just decide one day, like, I'm just yeah. going to be me. Like, that's yeah. <laughs> got to be put through the ring a little bit to get to the place where you're like, I'm just going to show up as me. Um, and then I wrote vulnerable. I don't want that to be my third one. So I don't know what my third one is, but I, I do. I like that because I am, I'm also not. So (laughs) I don't, I'm like thinking as I'm speaking out loud, but like, I am so vulnerable in some aspects and so closed off in other Mm -hmm. aspects. And so I don't know if I would want that to be like my third pillar, but I do have a lot of value in putting forward a vulnerable self, self. But -hmm. I also feel like that kind of correlates with being just like genuine and authentic and stuff. But um, I don't know. I'll come back to you with my third one, but I'm just going to pick those two for now. That's how I love it. I feel like the quickly going back to when we were talking about like um, how to create your brand. I think a lot of it comes from like, what's your why? And I talked about this mm-hmm. in like, our last pod or the whatever. Um, I think in anything I go into or anything I'm doing or I'm like stressed about, it's like, what is the why? What is the yeah. why? Like, that will reset you so quickly, but it also will give you so much clarity in your guidance, um, especially of like you, you, you had to figure out your why, like why, why am I doing this? Well, it's because of X, Y, Z. So who do I want to be to do this? And then you mm-hmm. decided from there. So, yeah, totally. It's all, it's all a funnel and it all leads back to each other. I also feel like, um, with the social media space, I think a lot more people are like having those like internal conversations about like, who do I want to be? What do mm-hmm. I want to be? How do I want to come across? And um, I mean, you and I did a lot of like debriefing on on this before we started this podcast. We were very much on the same page about what we wanted to be portrayed here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think like whether you're on social media or not, like because I'm like, not Mm -hmm. it's really just like important to have that conversation with yourself about like who do you want to be and what is this version of yourself you're going to put forth in maybe social media or maybe it's with your friend group or maybe it's in your work environment and figure that out um instead of like letting people tell you and I think what's interesting on social media right now is like all of these influencers like get on social media like doing whatever they blow up and then they're immediately categorized or immediately put into a box That's so true yeah by all of their followers who like either are like you can do no wrong or maybe it's a box of like you need to speak up on certain mm-hmm. issues or it's a box of like you're like the go-to alcoholic or like whatever it is like these people keep deciding for these influencers and mm-hmm. these influencers have to be like, listen, like I didn't mm-hmm. sign up to be a role model. Like I didn't, sign right. up like I'm not your political activist. Like, mm-hmm. so finding those values so that you know where you're going instead of letting like your, your followers tell you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's like, 
such a good point. And it's honestly like when you think about it, it's kind of a mind fuck because it's like you think about these people who blew up and the way they blew up is because they were completely like authentic and themselves. And it's, it's crazy because, and yeah. And then you, you end up with people telling you like, you need to be this, you need to do this. You need to act a certain way or like, this is who your audience is like that kind of thing. And it's just, it's sad. I like, I have nothing else to say other than that. And it's, it's just like crazy to think about, but I do totally agree. Like when I also want to go back to what you said about, um, Instagram being like different than TikTok earlier because I do agree. Like I saw that TikTok of that guy being oh okay you knew who I was talking about yeah I knew who you're talking about and I agree and like as someone who like posts on Instagram like that like still resonated with me and it's crazy because I think that like even though I do think that like Instagram is becoming a lot more just like relaxed and people are definitely like unfiltering themselves. I feel like for some reason, there's always going to be like some weird certain level that you just like can't differentiate between or like that you that are so different between Instagram and TikTok. Like, I don't know what it is, but there's just like this weird block that's like no matter how like unfiltered people are on Instagram, it's never going to be as unfiltered as TikTok. And I think a lot of that has to do with like again just like how people curate their feeds and how people like you know and I mean I do that but it's like it's just so weird to think about I just don't think there's ever going to be a time where it's as candid as TikTok I agree I do agree and a lot of the comments on the guy who stitched it did you see that video I don't think I did um have you heard of the honey house uh-uh. There's like a bunch of like really hot couples that live together. Dang, I have not there. heard of them. <laughs> they're like they're like in their 30s or something. Like they're not even young. Okay, okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. the dude there was like one dude who that was the guy that stitched it or whatever. He like does this stuff for a living. But anyways, I a lot of the comments on his video were like, well, what? Like they the, it was funny because a lot of the comments on his TikTok were saying TikTok is not raw, uncut, unfiltered, like whatever. Like you think so, but it's not like, well, I don't know what TikTok you're on, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, there's something to be said for like this younger generation having no perspective of like mm-hmm. the evolution of social media because they just totally they were like born when it was already like an established thing. thing. Like for you and I, we remember the days yeah. when like Instagram was like, like kind of not a thing like when people still use the instagram filters and when yes. people put like the little white squares or the white right. frames right. on their photos uh, i probably still have that shit on my instagram oh i totally do i've deleted a bunch of stuff on there but i still i don't know i've, I've thought about just starting mm. over but i was like no you can't um yeah so it is interesting the different perceptions of of social media but yeah, I don't know. I don't know that Instagram can make that full comeback right now. I, TikTok is such a beast and a breed of its own kind. And I don't know that, I mean, Instagram's just been around for so long at this point that had such a specific reputation and purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they can do like the rebrand. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. did you hear that they are uh, releasing a feature where you can opt out to see, opt out of seeing your your own likes and other people's likes. Like yes, I did, and I've been noticing it on people's profiles. Like I'll see like, um, 
on like, yeah, people I follow, it'll just say like, like a mutual person I follow and others have liked this photo. It's so interesting. I honestly, like, unless everybody does it, like, I don't know that that's going to do like a whole lot of good Mm -hmm. for mental health. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like good attempt. I don't know that that's going to, I just, yeah, I just don't know that that's like, like, I don't know. I just, it seems interesting to me. I know that like, at least like from people that I've seen in like the influencer community, some people like are like, I freaking love it. It's great. It takes the pressure off. Um, and then some people are like, no, like seeing likes is motivating to me. I think it kind of negates the fact that like, like for me, like on my, um, like blog Instagram, like I have it as a business account. So I can still see all like the insights. I can see how well the post performs. I can see like how many people it reached, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like even if you can't see your likes, people are still going to like find a way to like still have some number associated with like someone's success on Instagram. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's still going to be that like, I mean, I guess it takes away from like just the whole like psychological concept of people like liking something because like more people have liked it. Oh, like, like mentality almost. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Don't you guys like need to be able to see your numbers though? Like for like, we'll see. And like, that's the thing too, is like, I'm curious to see how like brands are going to navigate that because usually they can already see like all of your, your like stats and stuff. But I feel like the likes are like a very huge indicator of, you know, how many people you're actually um, engaging with. So I don't know. There's a lot that goes into it. And I am very curious to see um, how it affects things. But it's interesting because now that I think about it, I know that there are some influencers I've seen who have been like, I've had this feature for like a year now and like I'm doing just fine. So I'm like, you must be like, I don't know, translating and communicating to brands somehow. And I guess I just like don't know about it, but it's going to be interesting to see how. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah. Wow. That's very interesting. Um, I just had a thought that's unrelated to social media, but still related to the conversation. Um, I had to fill out this form for my new job and it was like a get to know you form. Mm-hmm. And like, we've all done that. Like anyone who's ever oh, yeah. like started at a company, like they, they want to know stuff about you. So even if it's like in person or whatever, it's a form. Um, they asked like so many questions. And there was one question that was like, um, we want to get to know you, like fill out, like, like tell us who you are. And then it was like in parentheses, like, like music, hobbies, like TV, cook like food like whatever and I was sitting there being like okay like and I texted you freaking out like Mm -hmm. what do I write yeah yeah how do I like want to come across like how Mm -hmm. like by Mm -hmm. what I share with these people like it's gonna portray a specific image so what do I want that image to be and it's really hard not to like feel very shallow about that and like want Mm -hmm. to come across a specific way especially to a totally new group of people who have never met you before never seen you in person or can't know your energy from like getting to know you in person in in like combination with hearing that information like Mm -hmm. some people that's all they're gonna know about me and so I was like like I don't know what to say and so I ended up putting stuff that was very authentic to me 
But there were definitely like big things I left out that would have painted a slightly more accurate picture of who I am. And I think about it all the time. And I was like, maybe I should have just said fuck it and like done it, especially we're leading into this like idea of like just being our most basic self and like letting that be okay. And then I I still think about it. Like I'm I'm literally Mm -hmm. like over a month. Well, I guess my month was yesterday, but I'm like a full month in Mm -hmm. job. And I like still think about the fact that like I I don't remember exactly what I put, but like I mean I I I did put stuff that was 100% accurate. I didn't put anything that wasn't accurate. Mm-hmm. You just, like, left some things out. And that's okay. Yeah. I know. I also, it's like... It's interesting that you're still thinking about it. I know. Like, I know we just talked about, like, not obsessing. But, like, sometimes... <laughs> I don't obsess over it. Just sometimes it pops into my head. Um, also, like, when I was writing music, I wanted, like, to write Sean Mendes and Taylor uh-huh. Swift. And when I, I was trying to edit the form, I was, like, going to rewrite something I wrote. I deleted that section to rewrite it. Mm-hmm. And I accidentally clicked enter to the next section. So I couldn't go back and edit it. No, like, no one will ever know my love for Shawn Mendes and Taylor mm-hmm. Swift. And then part of me is like, thank God they'll never know. Like it mm-hmm. was like, oh, if everyone at WeWork knew my love for Shawn Mendes and like, it was like fine, but like they all knew me in person. So they knew right. okay, Shoshone is like a basic 15 year old girl, but at the same time, like she can kick ass and like do a good job at her. At yeah. Her so I don't know, but mm-hmm. I, I'm, like, trying to be, like, it's so hard to be, like, your most authentic self virtually at a brand new job. Sean Mendez is your third peer, your third pillar. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I don't know if I ever told you this, but, like, you know how, like, they would send out these kudos, kudo boards for your birthday? Yeah. A bunch of people from WeWork put, like, Sean Mendes gifts on them. And I just thought it was, like, the best thing ever. I was like, I love that, like, people think this is funny because... They, That's like, hilarious. I love that. I love it. You are, like, you are putting your brand out there. You're just doing it in a way that's, like, it's it's gradual. You're not just like, yeah. hey, like a this safe is bet. me, all of me. And I feel like that's... You gotta read the room. Yeah, you gotta read the room. And, I mean, I feel like I'm doing, like, that exact same right. thing, like, at my job. Like, I literally texted Chosh the other day being like, oh, my God, my coworker sent me a TikTok <laughs> for the first time. I feel like we've made it's it. And, like, nice. yeah. So, like, I I definitely know what you mean of, like, I'm just, like, dropping breadcrumbs along the right. way of, like, this is who I am. This is what's true to me. Like, yeah. are you, like, what do you are think? We on are we on the page? same page? Like, are we, are we vibing? Interest? I don't know. But yeah, I feel like a gradual progression, especially virtually, is yeah. good. Yes. You know? Yes. So I've been thinking about my return to Instagram a lot, and I've texted you a few times about it, and mm-hmm. I keep changing my mind about it. But I... Like, for as much as I love to be my most authentic self in person, for some reason, putting it on social media is, like, so anxiety-inducing and, like, so nerve-wracking. And, like, that's why I, like, do not check our Instagram DMs. Like, Mm -hmm, I can't mm -hmm. do it. But, like, even in the sense, like, what my comeback moment. Like, as if everybody's waiting for me to come back to Instagram. (laughs) Like, I'm turning my notifications on. But, um... I think a lot about like what will be the thing that gets me back onto Instagram. Like what is going to be the trigger in my life or on social media that like is the thing that pushes me back into that space. You'll we'll all find out when I do it. I know it's not this long awaited thing, but for some reason in my head, I'm building it up to be something. I'm actually more. counting down the days and the hours. <laughs> so whatever it is, it's going to be very just authentic. <laughs> <laughs> 
my buzzword for the episode, but I'm telling you. Yeah, let's go back and like, let's take a tally of how many times we said authentic in this podcast. Or I'm going to post like the most high production shit ever. I'm going to get like a whole team to do a photo (laughs) shoot. And I'm just going to post like multiple pictures like through the like the little scrolly thing. I love it. We'll find out. Comes back for the full on carousel. But anywho, that's enough about us and our personal brand. We hope you guys liked listening to us talk about this. I apologize for my weird-ass mood. Um, hopefully it did not <laughs> affect this too much. But um, Lynn has some really good insight into the world of, like, professionally creating your actual brand and then having that translate. In, and by professional, I mean, like, in your influencing world it, alongside mm-hmm. your, like, actual career. But And then translating that into an authentic version of you in your own personal life. Um, so find your three pillars. I think that should be the takeaway. I think everybody should try to find their three pillars, um, have that internal conversation and see where, see where it leads you. But yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Find your three pillars. Remember that they can always change, but I feel like once you've identified those things, that's really what's going to be able to like guide you through life. And I feel like that is really what's like guiding Shosh and I right now and everything we do. So again, just to reiterate, we're not just talking about social media branding. We're talking about the brand for your life and the way that you carry yourself with the people that you love and the people that you're getting to know. Um, just so you can like literally live your best life. And it but, can change. That's, I, yes, I feel like it can always change. I, we've all, you and I have changed so much from mm-hmm. who we were probably like two years ago. So yeah. 100%. Yeah. But with all that, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, especially if you want to make sure you don't miss Shosh's return <laughs> to social media. Don't know when it's coming, but make sure you guys follow us there. You can find us at Basically Anxious Pod. We upload new episodes every Monday, so stay tuned. But until next week, we will talk to you guys all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.